Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, here we are in uh, continuing our series on the supernatural. Um, we're uh, in the middle of uh, September, uh, I believe, and uh, probably I think it's uh, 19th, 19th. 19th, so we're uh, Tuesday, this will be broadcast, where obviously we tape a little bit ahead of time, but uh, we're excited about uh, sharing the supernatural and continue to uh, see it work and experience it and, you know, and have all kinds of uh, great stories. Um, there'll be, uh, you know, as we have guests come on, particularly um, in the next, you know, several weeks, uh, lots of supernatural stories. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, of, uh, of really cool stuff. Of, uh, I remember uh, supernatural is just got at work um, doing things that are not natural. Um, mm-hmm that the world operates by, you know, normal cause and effect and, you know, what we call, um, you know, serendipity or um, coincidence mm-hmm. um, and certainly things that, that uh, can't be explained uh, or typically in the natural are explained by way by natural things. But God's supernatural is things that he does, intervenes with, brings about, uh, you know, there's going to be a story of uh, uh, Faith and John Ferris, uh, and they shared just their story of how they wound up at the same place, mm-hmm. that they could actually meet each other. Um, right. And, That's and, coming in October, I yeah, believe. Yeah, that'll, right? that'll, that'll That's be... worth listening to. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, people could look at that, uh, and you can be skeptical, which we'll talk about a little bit today, uh, about... Um, how to you know be the key to experience the supernatural, but you know people could respond to this say, well, that was just happenstance. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was God acting, working, moving uh, to bring back about super mm-hmm. supernatural things. You know, and so uh, we just want to encourage everybody to continue to be open to that, uh, to you know let God uh, lead and guide us, and to restart to understand and see these wonderful little supernatural things. And um, uh, you were reminding us of, we were over in uh, Tuscany, uh, John and Michelle Santaferraro are over there and they, they live at a, at a, a land that we are believing um, is gonna be a Living Waters uh, Conference uh, Center, a retreat mm-hmm. center that uh, people from all over the world. And by the way, we have one. Very anointed land. We have one coming up uh, here in October where we, now we've got 15 couples coming from all over, all over the world that um, are going to learn to abide, go through the covenant, and then uh, go back to their home countries and start right. start and launch Living Waters Ministries uh, in those places of teaching people to abide. And so that that whole thing is, you know, supernatural for sure. But um, John and Michelle shared with us a story of their, uh, they're in this property that has olive trees. Um, and they shared, you know, the story of, 
of the harvest. So if you want to uh, share a little bit about that, then I can I can add to it. But it, it was it was a great story of the supernatural. <clears throat> yeah, it was interesting because this land that they lived on, we've talked about this land before, um, is definitely anointed by God and has been set apart. Um, when they first moved onto that land, um, correct me if I get some of the details wrong on this, but when they first moved onto the land, um, God actually gave John and Michelle a promise of a double fold harvest of olive oil for that year. And so they, they believed in that and were praying ahead of that. And then as the season developed, um, their farmer was coming in and telling them, you know, there, there's no way basically there is, you know, we hit this drought last year. And I, this is actually how the story came up. I was reading an article in the morning brew this morning about the drought and the olive oil shortage that has happened throughout Spain and Italy now because of the weather conditions this past year. Yeah. And, and by, and by, and by, and by, yeah, everything else yeah. <laughs> because of the, because yeah. of the, because of the shortage, um, people are stealing yeah, olive oil. There was a huge heist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so very interesting anyway. So it, it was, it's a real shortage that is causing some, you know, some interesting things going on, but nonetheless, um, they had prayed ahead of this and were believing God for the harvest that he had promised. And then as harvest time, harvest season came around where every other farm around them, I guess, do you call it a farm a, a grove, whatever, every other olive, um, area around them was experiencing this drought and significant reduction in their production. Um, as it turned out, as they brought everything in, they not only had the double crop that God promised, but I believe it was like threefold of what the production normally was for that farm, which was just a supernatural anointing. And there was no reason like literally no physical reason for this to have happened, except that God promised them this and they pray, prayed ahead of it and believed for it and literally have olive oil. I just got a shipment in the mail yesterday of more. It's the best olive oil I've ever tasted in my life. When we were in Tuscany, we had some and, and brought some back. And, uh, and so I just was missing it so much. Sent them a text. I'm like, you know, what would it cost to ship me some more? Send me, <laughs> send me more. So we just got a shipment of their olive oil again, but um, exceptional. And that is absolutely supernatural. It was God promising an abundant harvest and then faithfully believing and praying into that. Yep. Yep. Um, and as we continue, uh, you know, down uh, a few more uh, sessions and stuff, I'll share with you. Similar thing happened with uh, Denny and Allie Weinberg in their um, uh, olive grove, excuse me, avocado grove. Avocado, right. Uh, in uh, California. And that was that was kind of spectacular, too. So we'll share that as well. But, um, yeah, that was a real story. And, and they had real results. And mm -hmm. um, everybody around, uh, you know, could could bear witness to that. Right. Uh, and, and this it is the best olive oil I've ever tasted. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this is, uh, we probably should, uh, uh, if we can pull this together, put, put together a, um, uh, living waters, olive oil, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cause an offer it to the world. We've got, um, you know, on our property, um, we have, uh, we actually have, uh, water rights and, um, we are, uh, on top of a aquifer that's uh, supernatural by itself, because mm. um, in the world, aquifers are what they call closed systems, where you know water has come into it, and then if you if you take water out of it, eventually you drain it. Right. Um, well, 
we're on top of one of the few in the world, what's called replenishing aquifers. Mm, uh, so it, it serves as an aquifer, but it's not closed. There's water that can uh, wind up from the surface getting into that aquifer and keep mm -hmm. it filled. So, uh, you know, our, our guys say that we'll never um, run out of water uh, for sure. That's amazing. Uh, which is remarkable. But um, because we live in the country and we have a well, um, we periodically have to test the water. Uh, mm -hmm. and see if there's, you know, bacteria or anything in it that we need to, you know, uh, and you can filter all that out. Um, well, we've had it tested several times and every time it comes back and uh, the lab even, you know, comments that this is the purest water they've ever seen. Um, That's awesome. You know, so it's, you know, living water is pure water. It's it's uh, really remarkable. We have we have water rights to it, <laughs> so we, mm -hmm. you know we could we could uh, do something with it if we wanted to. It's really really remarkable. And um, and then just summer, um, we have set up our property for uh, agriculture, mm -hmm. um, and agriculture in in uh, Colorado is where, uh, and we have we have a big property that you know that God gave us uh, for the retreats. Um, Agriculture is considered if you have uh, several four-legged animals that are not mm -hmm. that are not pets. So right. it, it would be you know it'd be livestock, you know, a variety of things. And so um, uh, we we wanted to get ag status because the benefit of it is your taxes are reduced like 60, 70 percent. Mm -hmm. Real and talking about real estate taxes, so it's a real benefit, you know, if it's possible. So we we last year had cows. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, uh, this year we were going to have, uh, cows again. And right before the, the farmer was going to bring the cows, they called us up and said, yeah, something happened, but we can't, we're not going to be able to bring any cows to anybody and we can't have them. And like, oh, okay. Mm. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're praying and talking to people and, you know, what do we do? And, uh, we have another guy that says, well, I, I've got somebody that can bring cows uh, great, you know, so set it up, let's bring them up, bring them on. And, and that goes on about a month or so. And then they call up and say something happened and they can't bring any cows. Uh, well, mm -hmm. if, if we don't get any livestock, we lose, lose the tax break, that right? exemption. And see, we have to mm -hmm. do it, uh, two years in a row to even get it. So if, if we did it one, if we don't do it the second year, we have to start over. Um, mm, okay. so, Hey father, what do you got to say about this? You know, and he said, oh, you know, I'll take care of it. Um, so literally, uh, four or five days later, um, I get a phone call. Uh, and, uh, when the first cows didn't, didn't, couldn't come, there's a site in Colorado, a website that you can register with and say, I've got land available for, for livestock. Mm -hmm. So I did, I registered for that. Um, I didn't think about it and, you know, didn't even remember it. Um, and, um, uh, I get a phone call and they said, Hey, you've got land available. Could we come and talk to you about, mm -hmm. we've got livestock, you know? Okay, sure. You know, so they come out and say, uh, well, um, we have, uh, uh, a small herd of Buffalo, 
up in mm-hmm. up in the mountains, and the uh, the people that that we put that that buffalo on have sold their property, and we have to get rid of them, and we've only got a month that we have to get a new place, and we happen to live in a nearby city, and notice that you have this land, you know, and then they walk, we walk the property, and they say this would be perfect, you know, for it, um, and. Uh, and of course, we, you know, we know a little bit of difference between buffalo and cows is that, well, right. well, um, how do we make sure that the buffalo don't don't get through the fences? Because <laughs> that could be a problem. <laughs> um, and they said, well, we could uh, make it electric. You know, we could electrify everything. Uh, and Linda says, you know, and then we Linda went and prayed and said, if they would be willing to do that, then we'd be willing to, to do it. And so we said, mm-hmm. sure. And then they uh, they noticed our. Um, the entry to our property says living waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, Hey, what's living waters? Uh, well, we're, you know, we're believers and we're followers of Christ and, you know, and we teach people how to walk with Christ and abide. And he said, well, we're believers too. Uh, he said, let me tell you mm-hmm. something. Uh, we, because of our problem, we prayed, God, would you lead us to somebody that can help, help our problem? And oh, you're, that's amazing. And, and you're the answer. Um, and we were praying, mm-hmm. God, would you send some lifestyle? <laughs> so, that's beautiful. Uh, I love that. So, uh, you know, they took care of the whole fencing and, and uh, they did all the work. And it's, it's so they delivered the buffalo. Um, so he, he says, hey, I got to show you something. Uh, what? He, uh, he said, let's go out and I'm going to show you something. And there is a white buffalo. Part, mm-hmm. part, he said, just was born, part of the herd. He says, mm-hmm. you need to understand something. A white buffalo is one in 10 million uh, potentials. He, wow. said, he said, this is super rare. There's something spiritual about this. Mm-hmm. And, and we got to mm-hmm. process it. We're actually going to meet this weekend to pray and, and ask God further, what is this all about? But mm-hmm. he, he said, we're overwhelmed that we received a white buffalo. Right. Um, and by the way, it's on, mm-hmm. our, it's on our property right now, you know? So, um, you know, you, you, so cool. you look at, you know, supernatural things is we're in the middle of it. Just, just at all being here is just all by itself, supernatural. Mm-hmm. But then this interesting thing of the white buffalo, you know, uh, father, we, we got to explore with these guys. What exactly is this about? You know, what are you, what are mm-hmm. you doing here? You know? And so it's kind of cool. Uh, to uh, walk through that. That's so cool. Um, so Linda has a white buffalo out, out her yard and she can she see She sent it. me pictures of it. It's absolutely beautiful to see. Yeah. So yeah. amazing, yeah. right? Uh, so we've been talking about um, in this section about the keys uh, to experience the supernatural. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about this last uh, story of uh, persist, uh, go after it, uh, the woman, you know, didn't quit. She knew something about the hem of God's, uh, Jesus's garment. There was healing there and power went out from him because she grabbed hold of it. Uh, and we talked about the, the spiritual truth of that, that it was surrendering, you know, her will to God's will. And at that place, you know, there becomes healing. Um, so this next story uh, is really interesting. If we go to Matthew 12, uh, 9 to 14, Matthew 12, 9 to 14. It says, now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue and behold, there was a man who had a withered hand and they asked him saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him? Then he said to them, 
What man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might destroy him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's always interesting to me. as you look at the stories of the supernatural uh, throughout the Gospels and the Pharisees uh, who they did, they did experience, they saw mm-hmm. and saw the beautiful, uh, fantastic healing that Jesus did. And most of them said, we got to get rid of that. <laughs> we got to mm-hmm. get rid of this problem because he's taking people away from us as opposed to... Right man, look at that. Um, Mm -hmm. How fantastic is that? We need to learn more about that. Um, You know, and so uh, as we kind of introduce that to everybody, look at the, you know, do you tend to be skeptical and Mm -hmm. and keep rejecting some cool stuff that's happening? Or Mm -hmm. the other direction is, well, that's interesting. I'd like to learn more about it, which is what we encourage everybody. But um, in this case, they said, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Okay, now think right. of that think of that question. What is the genesis of that question? Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? What's their perspective um, on what you can and cannot do on the Sabbath? Their perspective is that it cannot be done. Yeah. Uh, that be, would be a work and cannot yeah, be okay. done on the Sabbath. Right, right. Because it's a work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do any work at all. Uh, and right. by and by the way, if you go to Israel today mm-hmm. and you go to a hotel um, on the Sabbath, which is Saturday, mm-hmm. and let's say it's uh, and if you go like to the King David, it's you know twenty four stories high. Guess what? When you step into that elevator, what what is there? Every button is lit. Because, hmm. because a Jew cannot push that button. That's work. Oh, wow. Oh, so, that's interesting. So, so if you're there on the Sabbath, which I've been there, <laughs> and your, your room is on the 22nd floor. You're, you're in for a long ride. <laughs> you're in for a long ride. And you can't do anything about it because they have so... Oh, that's fascinating. They have so defined work mm-hmm. as as pushing a button is work. Wow. Um, and so what they had done is they had developed all of these rules mm-hmm. of of work, and you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, like you can't push a button on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're saying, well, wait a minute, you're doing work. And on the Sabbath, and that's against the law of the Sabbath. Is it lawful to do that on the Sabbath? Which, again, they're trying to trap him. They're trying to trap him, right. uh, For him to say, yes, it is. And they say, well, wait a minute, that's against the law. And so you can't be of God because you're not for the law. Um, that's, Mm -hmm. That's what they're trying to do. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Is there a system... Is there a rule to how it works? And Jesus says, okay, uh, how about this? Let's say 
you have a sheep on the Sabbath mm-hmm. and, and it falls into a hole. And if you leave it there, it's going to die. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do? You go rescue it. <laughs> and they said, uh, well, we would, we would take care of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, so, um, therefore I associate healing on that same level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's what he's trying to say. And this is what's key to receiving the supernatural is that, um, he uses the argument. What's natural to do if you got a problem? Mm-hmm. Well, it's to take care of it even on the Sabbath, because if I don't, there's a consequence to that. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's normal. It's natural, uh, for me to, uh, to take care of that sheep. Would that be considered work? I guess it would, but in a sense, there's an exemption, right? You know, and, mm-hmm. um, he says, okay, now healing and supernatural. He said, what I, what I want you to consider is that it's normal mm-hmm. to, have the, the, the supernatural done, just like you take care of your sheep, I'm putting that at the same level. And that is, mm-hmm. instead of it being abnormal, or, or I really probably shouldn't even consider it, he says, I want you to go the other direction and mm-hmm. think, think of it as na- normal that um, if there's a problem, regardless of, of the issue and regardless of the depth of the problem is let me deliver supernatural answers. And I want you to think that way. Mm-hmm. That's really what he's trying to say here is I want you to think you got a problem instead of probably won't happen. I'm going to have to work at it myself. I doubt if this is going to get resolved. I guess I'll have to live with it. He says, I'd like you to go the other direction. Mm-hmm. You got a problem. What does he want you to do? What would be? To go what? ahead. Yes. To, to go ahead and pursue solving that. <laughs> yeah. Is that, okay, father, what do you have to say about this? And your first thought, your first line of discussion isn't probably not, mm-hmm. but rather, well, yeah, this is a tricky thing. Um, what do you have to say about this? And I'm open to thinking that way, that mm-hmm. well, supernaturally you're going to do something here to resolve this problem. Um, and, right. he, and he said, so as you're looking at the supernatural, he says, I want you to shift the way you look at it. Instead mm-hmm. of skepticism and doubt and probably not, he said, go the other direction and begin to realize this is the way it's supposed to be. Right. Really a posture of expectation is what you're talking about. Learning yeah. to expect to walk in the supernatural as you follow what he says to do. Yeah, yeah. And and when you say expect, um, why do you expect it? Well, you got a problem, which is mm-hmm. real, which is real. Um, the expectation would be what with this problem? That he's going to solve it. I'm going to bring resolution to it mm-hmm. and see, I'm and what God is saying. I'm not limited because this is when he, and he expresses healing. He said, you know, stretch out your arm and let me heal you supernaturally. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm not talking about how to help you be better at logically figuring things out, mm-hmm. uh, but rather 
let me work to resolve it in a supernatural way that only I can do. You know, just like you were sharing with, with John and Michelle's orchard is that, well, the problem is that everybody's crop is going to be minimal. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a problem. Uh, and God says, well, let me resolve it. I can do it supernaturally. And instead of you saying, well, I guess it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Go, go the other direction and say, um, I actually, and you use the word expect, I expect a resolution to this. And I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't know how yet. And by the way, it doesn't mean he doesn't use natural things like medicine, for example. Right. Um, so it's not a, it's not like it has to be, uh, you know, spectacular supernatural, but it will be supernatural because God will bring it about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, mm-hmm. he said, as you begin to receive this, start thinking that way. Um, and as you think about it, you'll experience it. The more you experience it, guess what? It'll be easier to think that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why we, we encourage people will start, let God do it. And then like the disciples, they went from not understanding anything to fully when they were right. uh, after the Pentecost, they were expecting it all the time. Yeah. It's really that come and see invitation too, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come and see. So, uh, heavenly father, we thank you for, uh, just sharing with us this uh, really interesting truth that it's really normal uh, to hit, let you resolve things supernaturally and uh, for us not to be doubting that, not to be skeptical, not to reject it, but rather to pursue it with a, a heart to uh, think normally that way and to expect it. And so we pray for that to happen in our life. We'd experience it more and more and more, and it would be easier to expect it. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thank you for joining us, everyone. Um, We'd love to hear some of the stories that you have um, as you begin practicing, expecting the supernatural and walking with God into that. So be sure to send those in also to questions at afjministry.com. We'd love to hear how God is moving in your lives. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Yep. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.